1: Hello, scrocious
2: ones! I am the goddess known as Jackie Gates, and I am deliciously delighted to welcome you all to a parlor class entitled Reverse Engineering Your Wish List. And welcome also to all the New Year in November participants. I'm thrilled that you're here. I don't usually do things on a Friday night, but having been away for a couple of days or five days, this was the only night this week I had and I'm so glad to see you all here. Especially for those in the other side of the globe like Miss Janet who has uh is actually Saturday morning. So welcome, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, there's a couple of muted, um, but just say hello to Janet. Hey, how are you? Thanks. Thank you, love. And Miss Karen mm-hmm. is here. She's muted. And Miss Tracy is here. Yay. And Janine, who is also muted. So, all right, lovelies, let us begin. So, welcome, welcome. This is your time. You have chosen to be here. Let us open it, open up this um, around-the-world connection that we have by lighting a candle together, if you have one. I'm lighting mine,
1: and as we light a candle together, so we will be connected, an energetic bubble,
2: and may this space be sacred, and strong, and illuminating, and a whole lot of fun here, so you know who I am, I am thrilled that you're here. We'll do a little energetic housekeeping first. I do want to say that in preparing for this today, given everything that's happened to me over this past week, which I will tell you about, um, please know that this is tender work. Promise me, think you swear, that you will be gentle with yourself. No recriminations, no self-flagellation over what you have done before or didn't do or things that have been, balls that have been dropped and um, stuff that's been let slide, all that kind of thing. I've had a couple of messages about getting caught in you know, the, the spirals that you feel kind of helpless in the, until you hit the bottom. Yeah, none of that. Be really, really kind because... This is about uncovering who you are and this is something that we do with love and compassion and courage and hopefully a kind of sort of right after here and there because I know I do that. Um, but above all gentleness, all right? So everybody pinky swears on that one. We are talking about beingness and you are not the kind of person who is unkind. And therefore, be that kind of person to yourself. New knowledge almost always leads to a new beingness. So you are gathering new knowledge tonight. So let your um, attitude be one of an anthropologist. You're going to observe, you're going to document, you will contemplate, you will implement, and be guided by your knowing. And the more that you can stay present and centered in who you are now, the easier and more fluid it will be to move into the becoming that you're after without having to carry all the baggage from before. Does that make sense to everyone? Yes? Mm. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> I want to begin by telling you about the past four days of my life. Because it has vast and impactful bearing on what I have prepped for this class. I actually had this class all settled and just about ready. It was going to just need a little bit of polishing, a little few tweaks here and there, but it was kind of ready. Well, this trip that I've just done to Minnesota to visit gorgeous daughter and son-in-law and for my husband to do a little short business trip, that just blew everything out of the water. Because I was away in Minnesota for five days. And in that time, I launched and then began delivering a new program. I wrote a post on Facebook that generated a request to be a guest poster on a huge blog from somebody that I've admired for absolutely years. I ate out every single night, splurged a couple of times on decadent desserts, still weighed a half a pound less when I got home, and. I made as much money as if I'd done three uh, six-hour shifts in my retail job. If you had told me even six months ago that I could have the and 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 on those things, I would have told you you were nuts. I would have said that was for other people. I would have said, I would have had some kind of, yeah, it would have to be an all. You know, you can make money money, or you can have fun. You can work or you're on holiday. You can eat out or you can stay. Thin. There's so seldom been an and in this. And an and that incorporates everything can only be chalked up to a change in who I am. Because from the am comes the do and the
1: have is proof. So. It's the magic when we focus on the
2: be, do, have creation principle is always on the be. That's where the magic is. You, uh, Zig Ziglar, the um, sales training guy, he said you've got to be before you can do and you've got to do before you can have. You see, you and all of us are really, really smart creators. You cannot really fool yourself. You cannot consistently act in a way that you don't see yourself. Only when you're acting from an inner truth can it become consistent and authentic. So in theater circles, we refer to this as method acting. The method is that the actor taps into an actual experience that they've had so that they can portray the character they're playing from that for example, so they will remember what their um, if they had some kind of devastating loss, the director will help them or prod them or shove them into re-experiencing that loss, so that the character that they're playing can be really feeling the loss. Doesn't that make sense? Now there are a lot of stage uh, stars or stage and screen who've had humongously successful careers being themselves in different guises. So you think of Matthew Perry. Um, doesn't matter whether he's in Friends or in The Whole Nine Yards, he's always Matthew Perry. Hugh Grant is kind of the same. Kirk Douglas and William Shatner, another two examples.
1: Now, you compare that kind of acting, in inverted commas, with performances by Dustin Hoffman or. Oh, no, it looks like we've lost Jackie. Um, This is Janet. (laughs) I'm just
0: just looking at my dashboard and it seems Jackie's phone line has dropped out. So um, I'm going to suggest that, I've had this happen to me, so I'm going to suggest that we stay on the line and she will dial back in. She's just posted in chat to say she got thrown off, she'll dial in again. So (laughs) stand by. (laughs) Sorry, Jackie, I didn't mean to take over. (laughs) Well,
1: I'm glad
0: somebody said something because I was getting a little worried. <laughs> oh, I, was I can, it was me. I can. No, no, I can thank my. Um, I do a a, week, uh, a fortnightly radio spot here where I live, and um, a couple of times I've had to fill dead air, and um, so I guess the old the training kicked in, <laughs> and I suddenly went, oh, somebody better say something. I guess it'll have to be me. That's <laughs> the advantage of being on the chat and on the phone at the same time. I can actually see what's happening on the dashboard. She's back. She's just getting unmuted. She'll be back in if, if any if sec.
1: Hey, Jackie, if you're still... if you can, oh, you're back. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> well, that was rude, wasn't it? It <laughs> oh, <what>? was.
2: <laughs> okay, so where was I? So Maggie Smith. Can you see the difference? Can you guys, you guys get the nuances of the layer of characters, the way that an actor, a real actor, um, immerses and disappears into the beingness that they're playing? Can you get the, the difference mm-hmm. in this? Right. So here's where my theater career seamlessly melds with what I've learned about law of attraction and identity shifting. That person that you think you want to be, you already are. She is you, just the way the caterpillar is the butterfly, just the same way I was a full-time goddess long before anyone else could see it. You are not acting or becoming a character assigned to you by an outside director because we've all had that happen and it doesn't stick or it feels uncomfortable or it gives us the kind of angst and stress that we, most modern people, live with. You know who you actually are and you are constantly striving to be that. So when I invite you to live as if in this bigness,
1: it becomes easy because it's true. You can't consistently
2: act in a way that you don't see yourself. So if somebody tells you you are something and you know deep down, even if logically you says you, it says you should follow that direction, it won't stick. It won't work for you and you will find yourself getting smaller and smaller trying to contain yourself within the parameters that they've given you. When you start becoming who you know you really are, Things get so easy. See, you've been trying to be ordinary. You've been trying to fit in or be normal or the very least not so different that you upset other people. You were given a role of good little girl or reliable employee or Maybe you picked some up like, uh, you know, all artists are struggling or um, you might have agreed with somebody who called you lazy at one point or clumsy or fat or impatient, I've got a short temper. Any one of the million of labels dished out by society and by those who mean well as well as those who mean ill as well as those who don't mean anything and just toss them off. But you see, you are not those. You know who you are. You know you're being this And you can see who you really are. And you know that you're so much more than you're currently showing up as. So what happens is we read self-help books and we get coaching to help lift the veil, to focus the lens on this beingness. And then someone like me is drawn into your awareness. And I talk about becoming and you get it. You know. And I want to congratulate you on that. You see, have, do, be is a marketing ploy cooked up by some evil genius who knows us better than we allow ourselves to know ourselves. You see, the powers that be realized an existential truth that we are whole, that we are utterly fabulous just as we are and we are what we need. But that knowledge does not serve them. It won't sell stuff, right? It's really hard to sell somebody cosmetics when they think they're absolutely gorgeous anyway. So marketing-wise, it really suits them to do this have-do-be thing. And it's much more profitable to make you think that you're somehow lacking or missing something utterly vital to your up-leveling and happiness. And to me, that this just the cruelty of this blows my mind. But it's all obviously money-based, and this is how this is how a lot of marketing's been done up to now. For example, if you buy this tampon, have you can go surfing and kayaking and dancing all night, which is the do, and then you'll be popular, happy, important. You'll probably also be skinny and eternally twenty years old. You get it? You see how this is the have do be thing. You've got to have this thing so that you can be what you want. It's a Dumbo's feather. And the despicable wickedness of this loop is that when you agree to be someone who needs something to complete them or someone to complete them, and this happens, unfortunately, to most of us really, really early before we're capable of making decisions for ourselves, you stay in the beingness of someone who needs something until hopefully someone or something snatches your feather away and
1: you find out that you can fly anyway. Does anybody get that? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. There's also the insidiously sensible
2: version the be have. For example, general society will tell you, if you go to college and get a job, the do you will be respected and happy, be, and have everything you want. Or if you join this gym or take this supplement, do, you will be thinner and have confidence and the love that's obviously missing in your lives, right? The, people, the, the marketing people get so triggery with this stuff and the, it's the, the reason being is that it's kind of easy if you're not rooted in your business. And the trouble with this is that it kind of works for a time, but doing without being is not sustainable. Doing can lead to a shift in being. Anybody who's, um, you know, taken up walking, for example, and they get out there and they walk for 10 minutes every day, well, it's not hard after a while to say, I am a walker. Um, But it's a darn sight more work, and most of the time it's less fun and there's no flow. It's so much easier, rather than climbing or clawing our way into where we want to be, to simply place ourselves there, simply decide to be the person who has that being that has to come first. And what you're doing, and what you have right at this minute, is a result of who you've been up till now. And that's really, really good news, because it means that the minute, the nanosecond that you shift your beingness, you shift your alignment and your doing,
1: and therefore you're later having. Does that make sense? It does, Jackie. Yes. I love it. you're okay? Everybody's mm. with
2: us? All right, yes, I'm checking in. In <laughs> Yes, Divine Secrets and Harry Potter. Yo, nothing like mixed metaphors here, right? Okay, so... Um. So that's what it means. That's all it means when you look at the past wish lists and the havings didn't materialize. That's all it means. It's simply because you weren't the person who had those things yet. And that's why I'm really pushing pushing you. <laughs> I'm really prompting you to be gentle because just the same way as we don't expect a toddler newly on her feet to run a marathon the same way you, with what you knew, were doing the best you could right then and there. And when you know more, things will change. Shakespeare said to be or not to be. He knew that that was where the crux of the matter was. And then Neil Donald Walsh, in Conversations with God, he says, what you act as if you are, you become. And remembering the clarification of acting here, Acting is not faking. There's not fake it till you make it. Again, the Matthew Perry versus Dustin Hoffman example. True acting is not fake. True acting is truth. You're smart, you're smart enough to know when you're faking it. You know when, when you're not doing or being who you really are. Living as if is different. This is total and utter immersion. And that's what we're after total and utter immersion into a person who has what we want. The who we are, that was there before your parents told you to be quiet or your schoolmates called you weird or the teacher said you talked too much. That might have just been me. But anyway, before you decided that it was safer to fit in and before your sensibleness, your smallness, told you to go and get a job or don't hang in there with your the entrepreneurial thing or don't be daft, nobody else is doing that, all that kind of stuff. You know. So you're going to trust this. So here's where this whole be do have principle gets really mind bendy and all kinds of fabulous. If we agree that whatever you're being, you are creating. Take someone who wants to be happy, for example. What she doesn't realize is that she's being at this very moment someone who isn't happy yet. Okay? She's being at this very moment by saying I want to be happy in the future, she's saying right at this minute I am somebody who's not happy yet. So she doesn't know that she has to be happy to experience happiness, to have happiness. Happiness is a state of mind and like all states of mind, it will become an experience. So, the trick here, and this is where acting skills comes in for me, was how to be what you aren't yet. And here's the piece of information that totally blew my socks off. Whatever you choose to for yourself, provide for another. So you want to be happy? You need to make someone else happy. You want to feel prosperous? Cause another to feel prosperous. You want to feel loved? Cause another one to feel loved. You see, the magic of this is your mind will put two and two together and get five. You are giving something away, so therefore you must have it. You can't give what you don't have. So if you're giving love, you must have love. If you're giving money away, you must have money. And once you start being something, the experience and reality will line up accordingly
1: to prove you right. Yes. Jackie, that's such a great perspective.
0: Um that's a wisdom, you know, the idea of giving giving what it is that you want. I've heard that over and over again, but I've never really heard and I know that it works, but I never heard such a clear explanation of why it works, of what the what's underneath the action. You know, because the 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 decision to give whatever it is that I'm desiring there's a there's a there's a, a stepping into that. Um, and it's that moment where we step into that. It's that moment where I might go online and make a donation to Doctors Without Borders or whatever that I am saying, I'm the business person who makes donations to Doctors Without Borders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so and, powerful. I love it.
2: And in that beingness, that
1: beingness assumes that you have money to donate. Mm. It's that, even more
0: than that. it. I was just thinking, it 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 knows that I have money to donate. It knows that as I donate this money, I'm opening the door for more money.
2: Mhm. Yeah,
1: mm, I yeah. love that.
2: <laughs> and and it goes with things like it goes with things like compliments. It goes with the things like um, feeling nurtured. You know, a, a lot of people, for example, if they're feeling um, a little wobbly, will go and pet an animal. Can you see how that works? Because in the nurturing and petting of the animal, you are soothing and nurturing yourself. You are, the act of
1: giving assumes that you have, you have it to give. And that's, that's the part that just blew my mind because it was like, it sounds, we
2: always hear this, tithe 10%, you know, give away, you pay yourself first, all this kind of thing. But that, the working of it. It's the magic happens in the moment you are being, becoming being, a person who can do that. And in doing it you have you must obviously have the have. So take a look at who you're being right at this minute. Are you focused and receptive to new information? And how does that shape what you're doing right now? and what you will create, experience, or implement over the next few days. Or maybe you're multitasking and somewhat distracted. Again, how does that shape your doing and possibly your having later? As I've developed and polished this philosophy that I call time-juicing, which is my next big class coming up, I've realized that multitasking is mostly a myth. Um I'm not saying all the time there are times where you know you'll <laughs> you'll brew your coffee and do this and do that at the other. There's a difference here multitasking when it's something that's um, important to you doesn't give you the juice that you're looking for it It isn't a doing that aligns with my goddess being. The goddess beingness that I'm after is fully present, fully grounded, fully aware. When I multitask, nothing gets my full attention, which leads to mistakes or it leads to redoing or it leads to that god-awful feeling of having been busy all day and have nothing to show for it. And for far too many years, I would go to bed feeling vaguely dissatisfied and, I will admit, often downright disappointed in the lack of juice in my day. and Time is our only non-renewable resource. And I was excruciatingly aware that I was wasting mine. It was a beingness that I did not appreciate and I knew wasn't serving me. Now, being somebody who is focused and grounded and passionate in this moment with what she's doing, that beingness has affected everything of every area of importance in my life. It has changed my doing from how I go about my work to how I interact with my family to how I eat my food. And it has radically altered what I experience in my life.
1: Beingness and who you're being
2: will change your experience of your life. So... Let's get to the reverse engineering formula. It's not really a formula. It's just a kind of um, a guideline because you know, we all know how I feel about tempers. So this is a guideline and you will play and morph it and sculpt it to fit what you're after. We'll start by thinking of one of the more big hairy goals that you might have had for a while. A having that you have been desiring. Now, you'll noodle on what feelings the having of that would bring you. Are we talking fulfillment, joy, self-satisfaction, confidence, uh, maybe being loved, being admired? How about a sense of wonder or newness or adventure? And then noodle on how you could be that way now. And here's the exciting part. How could you cause others to have that so that by default you have it too? And don't worry too much about taking copious notes. You'll get every word I say in a PDF with the recording. So you've got that. But if anything kind of hits you, jot it down. If you get a goddess wink, flash of inspiration, and oh, my God, Write that down, because obviously that's not the bit I'm saying. You will get the bits I'm saying in a recording. So from this embodiment of this beingness, this, play with and speculate on what you might be doing daily, weekly, monthly, hour by hour. Don't rush this. Just go lightly. Talk about it with people who get it. If you're in the New Year in November class um, group, share it there. Play with it, because often the juice of several um, eyes on this can tease it out even further than you hoped. Do some Googling. See what realities you might not have considered are already being experienced by people who have what you want. How could you immerse yourself in that beingness for a weekend, for a day, even a morning? And what would your daily doing look like if you already had that having? So I'll give you an experience of mine to illustrate this. And then if you like, we can play with some of yours. If you're going to be brave enough to put your, put your havings out there, we can play with it. So one of my main goals for years and years has been to travel. And by traveling, I mean not just once a year, but often. There is nothing I find more exciting than having travel plans. So what I thought, and this is where being, you know, the, the having, when, when people focus on having one can get a bit squiffy, I thought that I needed money to be able to travel. Duh. My employee type being said, you have to work for money, so therefore it follows that you either work or you travel and, and play, right? So you either work and get paid or you travel and play dollars for hours, et cetera, et cetera. I had eight years of employeeism. I had a, a lot of debt to pay off. <laughs> and an employee mindset has been a beingness that is very, very firmly rooted. But then one glorious day, I asked myself, is that true? I was doing some identity-shifting work with Janet, um, who has the most amazing course in this, just by the way. Um, And I wondered if this was actually true, if all these or things. And yes, it's true for an employee. Generally, you get paid for the hours you work. But I am not an employee. I am a full-time goddess right now. So what if I could be a full-time goddess who traveled a lot and made money while doing so? It was like an extended version. And most importantly for me, I was playing with how that would feel. So I travel for the sense of adventure, the exploring of new places, the experiencing of new people, new sounds, food, all this stuff. I, so I decided I would be an explorer. I became a tourist in my own town. Day trips just because. Weekends spent getting lost just for fun going to the museums, going to staying overnight in a bed and breakfast that's half a block from my house. I played with recipes from other countries using ingredients I didn't know. I watched movies and travel programs, independent movies, and travel programs. I signed up for Groupon notifications um, and planned whole trips using their coupons so that they felt both thrilling and financially sensible, and then I'd only stop at the enter your credit card stage, right? So all this time, I'm being somebody who travels, I also asked all my Facebook friends to send me a postcard from their hometown, and having postcards arriving from foreign places was a huge reflection of this traveler beingness. And to amp up the and make money while traveling bit, I would schedule working in a coffee shop or a hotel lobby several times a month. Because obviously, if I'm a global, globe-trotting goddess, I would be working in coffee shops and hotel lobbies. Oh, and then and Muffin and I would also play with uh, sleeping in on a weekday. At least once a month, we'd choose a weekday and we'd say, okay, today is retirement day. Today is we're not living at home day. And we would sleep in, have a kind of a sort of hotel-type breakfast, and then go off to our offices. All of this to shift the beingness. So can you see how the immersion doesn't have to, how can I say, you can be the becoming right this very minute.
1: It simply needs a little bit of your attention and intention. Yes? Mm. Okay. I'll give you one other thing.
2: Money. Everybody says, I want more money. So I played with this this afternoon. What does money mean for me? Money for me um, is calm and prosperity and security. But more than that, I discovered that money for me is independence, self-referring, self-contained, being able to make my own choices. Really interesting considering that I have never been single. I went straight from my parents' house to my husband's house. I have never been, to all intents and purposes, independent. So, playing with this further, how can I feel independent now? I don't want to be single. I want to stay married. But I began to do stuff on my own. And strangely enough, that was really a new thing for me, um, to just go out and do something on my own because I wanted to. Going to a concert going to coffee shops, paying myself first out of the money I made in my business, constantly and diligently asking myself when I had a suggestion in my head, whose voice is this? Is this somebody telling me
1: something small and sensible or is this me talking? I stayed, for example,
2: I stayed out of network marketing Because of this independence thing, I spent mornings wandering around town vibing this mysterious solitary woman type thing. I helped others to feel independent and self referring and self contained. You can see it in my blog and social media streams. In fact, everything I've written about since the great quitting in 2010 has been about following your inner GPS, independent living. So from these immersions, ideas for doings that would naturally enhance this beingness began to flow. It also solved a lot of questions. Am I going to do network marketing? No. I need to be independent. This is for me. The LOANS thing came from that. This independent way of living in your home and using your home. The pilot came from that. Now I moved to Savannah. Everything gelled and bloomed into and culminated in this amazing past five days where basically all my dreams came true at once. And I wanted to give you a note about intuition because a lot of what I'm inviting you to explore will be governed by your inner GPS rather than your logic. And sometimes it is really weird. So intuition is often easier to explain what it isn't than what it is. It's not the mind that figures everything out. It doesn't work like a computer going from A, B, C, or D. It doesn't use logic the way a computer does, for example. Intuition is also not ego, and it doesn't operate in the kind of world that we are used to. Intuition, in my opinion, is the ability to know without words, to sense your own truth before explanations are given. Intuition is your higher self speaking to you. It's not bound by physical body. It operates knowing that past, present, and future are kind of all smooshed together. And it
1: is the desire, it's your desires that are calling. It can also synthesize
2: ideas in a flash. And because it can be that quick, in other words, it pulls in so many options so quickly presents you with an option as a feeling or a nudge or a hunch or a wouldn't it be fun if that's the reason we dismiss it because our brains and the
1: rest of us or the rest of our awarenesses haven't caught up yet. So Jackie, this way. yes love.
0: Sorry, I, I just want to dive in for just a second mm-hmm. <laughs> offer a, uh a perspective that i find really helpful with this intuition thing and that's to remind myself that intuition the seat of intuition in our body is our right brain and our our culture worships <clears throat> logical left brain so much that we think that <laughs> we think left brain is the whole story and it's not
1: mm-hmm. when when we
0: you know so i i just um I get a bit nervous when people accuse the brain of being a bad thing. <laughs> I know you oh, don't no. do that. No, no, but <laughs> no it's
2: not. No. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you start being, when you yes. start shifting beingness, your intuition will give you stuff that doesn't make sense.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Our right brains do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And many of us have been trained to ignore it and to focus on the left brain logic. And I love anything that expands our right brain to bring back that balance. So this is fantastic, fantastic stuff.
1: Cool.
2: Yeah, so if something seems really odd, chances are it's the best thing you can possibly do right now. (laughs) So that was great. And and think of it as a play sheet. Think of it as... um, Anything that prompts you, wouldn't it be fun if? Chances are that's the right path to follow. This, The work that you're doing now is not always logical. Okay, so um, I wanted to tap into one last usual thing that people have on their having misses, and that is weight loss. And I will tell you now that being thin is not what you want. I always used to say that I wanted to be as thin as a rake and still eat like a horse. That was my thing, that was my mantra. So guess what? I manifested a thyroid disease that took my weight down to 90 pounds while I ate everything that wasn't nailed down. I was really, really ill. I actually nearly died. But I got what I wanted to be, right? The beingness was right there. I was thin and I could eat like a horse. So as I started to play with this beingness question, I uncovered yet another layer of control independence thing that I've been running without knowing. Um, For example, I was being, in my being, part of a happily married couple. It somehow ended up, and again, logic uh, eludes me here, but it ended up as we eat together. We eat things together. Now, husband Muffin is six foot tall and a man. I am five foot tall and obviously not a man. So why I thought I could eat what he eats when he eats and in the quantity he eats and not overfeed myself,
1: yeah,
2: I don't know, head desk, whoever knows. So when I began expanding my beingness as an independent and autonomous full-time goddess, I'm actually straightening up and waving my arms around even though you can't see me. It became so easy to eat what was right for me rather than eating to keep him company. I was quite happy suddenly to sit with him while he ate lunch because I actually wasn't hungry right then. I was inspired to do a healing diet that had been prescribed to me more than a decade ago and I'd never been able to stick with. But this time there was no sense of deprivation. There was no urges to eat. This sovereign goddess beingness kept me so focused on nourishing Myself and exploring this relationship I had with food and the satisfaction of having a body that's happy. That made all the difference. I have an audio on the orbits of sovereignty that I'm going to share with you. It gives you more on that. I'll put it in the resources for the for this call as well. And on this recent trip to Minnesota. I stayed more in this embodiment of sovereign goddessiness than I ever have before. And two of the nights, I chose to have three most decadent desserts. Oh, my God, they were divine. And two of the other nights, I was happy happy to sit there and have a a glass of water and let everybody else finish their dessert. Before, it would have been a case of, oh, you're having dessert? Of course, I'll have some then. Or maybe I deserve a treat because I've been so good today, or some <laughs> other justification. This
1: time, it was simply enough that I either wanted it or I didn't want it. Even so,
2: I really didn't expect to see a half a pound of weight loss when I got on of scale this morning. It was simply amazing, and another oh, it's just a cherry on the top, so to speak. But what has been the biggest
1: reward has been the knowledge that this beingness isn't a flash in the pan.
2: This is something that I have settled into and owned and life will be different from now on. And that's what I wish for you. So to recap, we will clarify the having Play with what the doing could look like and who or how would you need to be to do that. So now you're thinking more of states of mind rather than outside requirements. More about feelings and what you're focusing on than actual titles or
1: labels. And then play with ways to immerse yourself in that beingness. That it in a nutshell. I knew it wouldn't be a terribly
2: long call it's forty five minutes. Okay. So anybody got questions? Anybody would like to play with a a having that we could we could tease out into a beingness?
1: Jackie,
0: I would ha- I would love to play with a particular having because I Suspect that there's a a kink in my vibration
1: okay.
0: <laughs> around around this, and I think oh, there's a part of me that's not. I, I I love this intellectually, and I'm having trouble seeing how it would apply to this particular having. Okay, and that is to do with um, so the clarifying the having, maybe I'm not quite understand, or maybe I'm not quite um, assessing my having as clearly as I would wish. But let's say the having is um, uh, expansion in my business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll, 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 I'll sum up where I'm thinking and then you can walk me through it maybe.
1: Okay, So All
0: right. I'm thinking, okay, I would like more money in my savings account and in, and in order to do that, um, and I would like to help more people, make more of an impact than I already do. So the... So what I'm seeking is um, expansion in my business. I want my business to uh, to thrive. And the, the the first thing I think about when I think about what the doing looks like is I have to spend more hours on it. And I know that this is a, a, a an old belief that doesn't serve me. But then I immediately jump to, well, who would I have to be? I would have to be someone who's prepared to work 60 hours a week. And I don't want to be that. So... I mm-hmm. would like to dive down into all... There's a lot of layers of why this why I'm not getting traction here and I'd love to get some help with that.
2: Okay, lovely. All right, so
1: the expanded business. Let's play with... I'm getting my thoughts into an audio. Do you think it's true
2: that everybody who makes a lot who has a big business works 60 hours a week
0: no I know it's not true okay and it kind of and and I have to say it kind of pisses me off which is a really good clue that that when I see it happening I think that there's a big gap between me and that
2: All right, you've had experiences where you are really in your zone and in your brilliant coaching beingness where you're so wise and so insightful and you've changed and had an impact on someone's life that will ripple
1: out and you've done that in half an hour.
0: That's true. There might have been some, you know, build up, but yes, yes, that's true.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: You are smart enough to know that time is linear
1: mm-hmm. no, time isn't linear sorry time yes. is time
2: time is is basically fluid
1: um yes. so impact has nothing to do with the time right that's the interesting being... yeah uh, it that's
0: interesting because I think. I have it in my head that it's it's not the actual work that takes the time; it's the all the other stuff, the marketing, the you know, administration, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whether I delegate it or not, I'm, I'm still conscious of it as a expectation of hard work. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This
0: is a very tangled one. I it, as I dive oh, into really. it, I recognise there's a lot of tanglement here.
2: <laughs> so, if you were being if your beingness was that you were impactful, exponentially impactful.
0: Ooh, say more.
2: Well, I'm just wondering now, for example, you did calls for GVUs, you did um, blog posts and stuff on the brain science and um, identity shifting and all that stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. When you
2: wrote your book, it took you X many hours, but exponentially yes. you have reached so, much, so many more people. You, basically, you quadrupled in the bazillion two times your impact. Right. By who you yes. were being at that time.
1: By being an author,
2: you became more impactful than if you would. Being a one-on-one coach.
1: Yes, I like that. You see what I'm playing with. It's it's if you played with the beingness
2: of impactful, exponentially impactful, it would perhaps help you create things that were shared, that went viral, that mm. got. That gained so much traction that it influenced or impacted people that you couldn't have reached by normal in inverted commerce channels
0: that's true i I like the idea of that like starting a movement
2: starting a movement and and starting a movement always entails that you only really have to have a direct impact on the front runners. They will get direct impact on their front runners, and so it will go until it is a movement,
1: and your impact is magnified. so if you were looking at a wildly
2: impactful businesswoman who is changing the world while working four hours a day,
1: mhm.
2: Your beingness would shift you into ways that you could get exponential influence. It would steer you away from one on one single type stuff. Does that make sense? And
0: you know, yeah, absolutely. And this has helped me identify the gap because Mm -hmm. the gap has been that. I haven't gone out and actively looked for examples of people who are doing it without doing the kind of marketing that I find unpalatable because as I'm sitting here passively receiving other people's marketing, (coughs) pardon me, I'm only seeing the most aggressive stuff and that's the stuff I don't like. It doesn't suit me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing for that person to do but it's not my way of doing things. So I've inadvertently... Formed an opinion, or my, you know, my based on my observation, unconscious observation, that the successful business person who's making an impact and working four hours a week is probably doing it by doing very aggressive marketing, which is a complete fiction. Um, So the missing piece is the bit where I go out and do a bit of research and find some examples of people who are already. doing the thing that I want to do in the way that I want to do it. And then I've got something to get some traction with when I, when I begin or when I step into that beingness.
2: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, because I think there's always the case that we don't know what we don't know. There are people mm-hmm. experiencing realities that we haven't even considered yet. Mm. I, always, I always mention that I thought flying first class was the absolute pivotal thing, right? And then the only thing about was to have a private jet. And then Randy Gage, who's a blogger, mentioned that he had a shower. He has a suite on a perfectly ordinary Arab Emirates plane. And I'm going, wait, you can have a shower and a suite on a plane? That but I didn't know what I didn't know and therefore had nothing to change my idea of there are people being people
1: who take mm-hmm. showers
2: at 30,000 feet, right? And and I didn't realize that that was an option even. And the wonderful thing about playing with this beingness is that it doesn't have to be guided or formed by what
1: is current or real at the moment, but it can be flavored and you can build on that. Mm. That's great. So, so if you That's perhaps great. find somebody who
2: works only four or five hours a day, and we know Leonie Dawson, for example, built her mm. business two hours a day. That's all she be. does. She's been one of the inspirations for my whole time juicing thing because anybody who can build a half a million dollar company on two hours a day and not weekends and never Sundays. That somebody worth looking into, and her beingness of an impactful person is very
1: very sharp.
0: So, and the, the thing I'm also aware of is because I have looked at Leoni Dawson and, the, and I'm not interested in the way she does her business. It's not my style. No. And you know she's she, I, I really I, I admire her, but um, having a membership based Um, organization doesn't doesn't light me up it's not my cup of tea so it's not about the doing that the other person is doing it's about drilling down into something deeper and that is the being and one of the things that I really admire about her that I haven't yet stepped into is the kind of level of vulnerability that she's willing to share with her people Um, and I, I do that with small groups but I don't do it in as public a way as she does and there's something about that that I find really appealing and terrifying at the same time.
2: <laughs> I think when we step into who we know we can be, that that's a really n- normal thing. I mean, you've been on stage. There's that, that moment where mm-hmm. you're convinced you know nothing, even mm-hmm. though you've been rehearsing for like months. <laughs> and, and yet, at the same time, the knowing will take over.
0: Yes. Yes, first Excellent. light nerves.
2: Mm-hmm. And provided that
1: you are in the beingness of, of who you really are, that that will carry you through. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. I really That's appreciate it. A pleasure. It's pleasure.
2: It's a case of um, we get so tied up in the doing, the, the, the doings that we see, that we think the having requires. And I think when we are tapped into the beingness that of someone who already has that. So if you were to play with being somebody who worked two and a half hours a day
1: and had a vastly impactful business, what mm. would that look like? I have to do a little work to see how that looks. It's before
2: you started because you clarified that it's not a membership thing.
1: Mm.
2: It's not a membership group. Um you probably haven't built something like a with marketing company. It's mm-hmm. probably um it could be a syndicated radio show. It could mm-hmm. be um a book on the bestsellers best sellers list that just stays there week on end because people just cannot get enough of it.
0: That's so interesting to me Jackie because the moment I try and think about those kinds of conduits like how could it be that's when I get caught up in the how and I know that the moment I do that that's when my left brain kicks in and says right I better figure this out and that's mm-hmm. the moment where it goes it, where it goes Oh, but we've never experienced that so it can't happen because it's, it's sort of caught up in the, the events of the past because it's a linear thing so so I think that the beingness, I looking at the the different hows of how I could kind of make it happen, that doesn't seem particularly I don't know, I think I have to I no. think I have to go beyond that and start focusing on the you know, what it feels like to, to already be there.
2: hmm Absolutely. And I have I'm just thinking
0: about I'm just thinking about if I'm trying to figure out how to get there, then that's coming from a beingness that says, I'm not there yet.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: You're going to have to be in that beingness and allow the speculation of the doing mm-hmm. to unfold. Your only yeah. job is to be in that position. So maybe what you start off with is um, for one day, you, you choose a day for immersion you're going to get up just because you want to and when you want to, and you're only going to work two and a half hours because that's really all you need to do. Everything else takes care of itself.
0: I think that's genius because that's probably... (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing now because I'm realising that the one thing I've not really tried doing is actually being a person who works two and a half hours a day. There you go. Most of my my days are... um, If it's not working in my business, it's working on something else, um, like something domestic or something um uh, you know uh, uh it's well no it's either it's either the business or it's domestic and mostly it's the business <laughs> truth be told. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so I haven't yet given myself a chance to be that person ever. Um, mm-hmm. and I wonder what she's
2: that, going to do with the rest of her
0: day. Yeah, yeah. And um the thing I like about this is that, because it would sound like we're talking about doing. You know, when it mm-hmm. sounds like I'm, we're saying that I have to do this in order to be that. And it, I think there's a, t- I think there's a tweak here. And I think, for me anyway, the, the wording that I find really helpful when I'm thinking about this is, I'm not so much doing. the the doing of only working two and a half hours a day, I'm behaving according to the beingness.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So if I am somebody who works two and a half hours a day or two hours a day or whatever it might be, then I'm simply matching that beingness by my behavior. It's not so much I'm taking action in order to make something happen, but I'm just behaving in this way because that's what this person is. And that that I can that I can get on board with.
1: Good, that's where it starts.
0: Sweet, and, I'm going to give and, it a try.
2: <laughs> yeah, plan and immersion—it's it's the quickest way to find out where that beingness is, who, who that beingness is, and what she and and what comes from that.
1: Awesome, thank you.
2: So good, so good. Anybody else got a beingness that they'd like to play with,
1: a having they'd like to tease out? What? Okay. Thank you, Janet, for bringing yours. I
2: realise that um, this is kind of a public place <laughs> to bring it. So, um, I, those who are in the new year in November, this is one of the things that will be layers will be added to it as we do time juicing, as we do the nesting for the newness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is something that you begin to explore. Beingness cannot be rushed. Beingness cannot be forced. Beingness can be uncovered and explored and experienced
1: and tasted. So keep that in mind and give yourself, gift yourself
2: a time fairly soon where you can spend time where you you will be immersed in the beingness of someone who has what you want. And I'm going to offer some extra um, tips and things in the group. There will be more included in the PDF that you get with this recording if you bought the pilot class. Thank you very much.
1: And always understanding that you know, you know how fabulous and vast and brilliant you are. And all this will do is uncover that. Thank you to everyone who's been here. We finished it exactly an hour. I'm so glad. And I will get these recordings to you. I'm going to end this recording right now.